This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! This week, it's Black Friday, and I give my top PS5 and Nintendo Switch games to buy for the holidays. The PlayStation Portal is out, but is it worth it? AEW Fight Forever debuts its second season, and fans are not happy. Then, in our final stage, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Naruto with Naruto Cross Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm connections for the Nintendo Switch, but also available on other consoles, and ask the question, is it worth celebrating? All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I am chilling today. I am also recovering from a cold, mind you. Um, I'm, I don't know if I sound congested on, on the air or whatever like that, but uh, man, I've been going through it. But what I haven't been going through is a lot of craziness because my Thanksgiving was great, and I hope your Thanksgiving was great as well. Um, this is Black Friday. This is when all the craziness go down. I don't know if you're doing things, you know, cyber wise or doing things, you know, um, you know, just in person, which God bless you and good luck and Godspeed to you if you're doing that. I don't know how th- crazy things have gotten in this Gotham like world that we're living in recently, but hopefully that you'll be able to have a safe Black Friday. You'll get everything that you need without any further injuries or harm or whatever going on so i it's just always one of the craziest days of the year so we'll see but what i'll also do i'll talk about some games that you may want to jump on this year um not all of them because there are a lot of games that i've reviewed and a lot of games i actually own i'm just sticking with games that i played this year that as um you may want to jump on to and uh buy and i think they're definitely worth it um so i'll give a few not maybe like five or six for the playstation and maybe five or six for uh nintendo switch as games that you must get for the holidays if especially if you're like getting the playstation for the first time ever or the playstation 5 for the first time ever or the nintendo switch for the first time ever these are games that you really got i mean really got to get the games that have come out this year so um we also got to talk about the playstation portal too i want to give my thoughts on that because i've been you know keep my eye on that it's a controller with a screen that allows you to play fluently on the screen via wi-fi and all this stuff while you know you're watching something else on tv or whatnot and i'm doing pros and cons and checking it out and checking out reviews of it and such uh for people who've actually 
you know, bought it themselves or got it themselves and, you know, tested it out and all the stuff. So I want to get my thoughts on that as well. AEW Fight Forever has also come out with some new content that they claim that they said that they were coming out with. And I, I'm going to get my thoughts on that because it's, it's not good ones. It's not going to be good ones for that. So, uh, but in our, so our, our final stage, I'm going to get my thoughts on a game that I'm think that is getting a bad rap right now. And I don't think it's warranted. And that is Naruto cross Baruto ultimate Ninja storm connections. And I think the reason for the bad rap is because of certain forms of entitlement to wit season gamers of this series or season uh players of the series may have won it but didn't get out of it but that shouldn't take away from what has been given on that aspect so we'll talk about all that on there and it, it plays it plays into some of the things i'm going to talk about with other games as well but in this case i think and i'm not being biased because i'm closely knit to a lot of the people involved in it but I think there is something that is not getting it. It's not getting the credit it deserves for it. Um, but we'll talk about that when it, when the time comes, but let's start with the games, the holiday games coming out. Like I said, today's black Friday year. I'm recording this on black Friday. It will be aired on black Friday. So hopefully you'll get a chance to listen to this while you're on the road on your way to possibly buying things or buying things online. So if you've been listening to the show, you've, absolutely been listening to some of the reviews that i've had on some of these games especially the ones that came out this year so i want to give my definite holiday get list for games of the playstation 5 and the nintendo switch again i only play those two platforms i don't play xbox um i have no desire to play xbox and if i did own an xbox it would probably be the same games that i could play on the playstation 5 and the nintendo switch so it's like what's the point I mean, it's the mistake I made when I brought the 360 and I was like, I'm just wasting money buying a console that has the same games that the PlayStation has. And on top of that, the games that they have that like the, the original games that they have, the AAA games that they have, I'm not really into, like, I wasn't really into Halo back then. I don't even know if I'm still into Halo now because I'm, I'm, I'm a first person, you know, player now. But I'm not a big avid PlayStation, uh, I mean, first person shooter fan and all the stuff. And I probably owe it to myself to actually play Halo at some point because now I am into these type of genre of games. But I don't think it's enough to, for me to buy an entire console. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the PC version. I don't know. You know, but I'm not, a, I don't like playing PC games either. I don't like, like, if you guys don't understand, I love being in my office because there's a lot of cool ambiance to my office there's a lot of you know great fandom like situations in this office it it reminds me of all my accomplishments and all the stuff but damn it's my workplace it's the place where i i do designing for clients but it's also the place where i record this show so i'm in here for a nice amount of bit rather if it's doing audio or doing video which video can take much longer to do i don't want to be here in any long because this is just this is like work and I have my iPad that also do work too as well, but I can go elsewhere to do it. With that said, I can't do PC gaming. I refuse to do PC gaming. Even if it's on like laptop, I just don't. It's just like, what's the point? I don't care about like the 60 frames per second. 
It, that doesn't bother me. I can still be entertained with 30 frames per second. I can still be entertained with retro gaming, with pixel rates. Like, I'm not, it's not that deep. You, your, your experience does not go away because of the frames per second. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, it, it's, it, it's, and this is guaranteed, this is a male thought out mentality. This is only stuff that men like think about. And this is one of those things that as a man, I'm like, that's, that's it's not worth it. It's, it's the same type of bravado that some men have with cars and some guys have, you know, with certain other things, aspects of sports. Like you got to have it, it. It's something psychological about that that I haven't gotten down to. But to be honest, as a man, I can tell you this. It, it's not that big of a deal. So um, I don't care what console I play it on. As long as it's enjoyable, as long as it's playable, as long as it's stable and solid from start to finish, I'm good with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not that it's not that deep. So but let's talk about it. Let's start with the PlayStation 5 games to get for the holidays. I definitely say get. I will start off with there were, we got. RGG Studios or Ryu Ga Gotoku, aka also known as La Like a Dragon, or that's what it stands for. We got two awesome games out this year from that franchise, from the Like a Dragon franchise, formerly known as Yakuza. And I recommend both of them. I gave this like a tie for number one in, in, in my list because it's it came out both in the same year, and that's Like a Dragon Ishin which is a kind of it's basically a remake of the old game that came out a few years back and like a dragon Gaiden, i reviewed both of these games this year and i love both of them if you like rgg studio games then you know what to expect it's a great open world aspect of different environments in japan whether it be you know modern past or even feudal era japan they have it and it's awesome rgg studios is really great in creating some absolutely awesome fun factors uh to their games and replay value because there's so much you could do in these games from all a lot of mini games a lot of you know video games within the games are in these games that are awesome um but then there's also some great storytelling great character development in these games if you're into the you know gangster type of you know narratives and, and and yakuza style narratives this is the game for you but it also gives you a little bit more to it. it like it's a little bit over the top it's if you're an anime fan you'll appreciate this if you like fist of the north star which they did rgg studios did create a fist of the north star game that is still available you can still buy it i still have it for the coming from the playstation 4 era and it's compatible with the playstation 5 so throw that in too but if you like that type of you know if you like fist of the north star games with uh, yakuza um you know type of deal that's pretty much what you get out of this it's very anime-esque if you will because you know you got kiryu kazama coming you know with you know he has you know martial arts ability but he also has these spiritual aura type of abilities too that you would normally see in an anime type of deal and it adds on to it it doesn't take itself seriously and there's also a lot of goofy fun moments again if you um recently checked out my review of like a dragon gaiden uh the man who erased his name you hear me talking about it there so that's two games 
technically I'm giving them as one as a guy to get them both. They're all great, awesome, and they look stunning. They look visually, they look fantastic. Photorealistic, photo you know, character design, beautifully done. Um, it's really worth this. Sega, it's one of Sega's best game series out there right now. Um, speaking of best game series out right now, far be it for me to talk about this. Street Fighter 6. But I gotta tell you, I love this game. I loved it from start to finish. I always talk about it. You could probably hear me talking about it, especially in contrast to Mortal Kombat 1, because we this year in 2023, we got games that were both, you know, from our legendary franchises, and they are competing, they were competing with each other. But we now know that and honestly, it's not I, I would like to say it's just my opinion, but I think it's it's kind of a large a majority opinion that like street fighter was more successful in their release and their launch than street mortal kombat one like i said i've said it before from the first two beta tests that they came out with it was all fluid it was fluent play and online play and i had no issues with it then they came out with the game itself i had no issues with it everything was smooth everything was dope it was fun there's a lot of content to play on there's a lot of content to come out with they don't try to nickel and dime you ever so much and i thought they would i thought they did a great job with it i thought they did an absolutely great job with it now the only thing i would say like again it wasn't exactly perfect because i felt like the storytelling was a little bit uh off but it didn't take away from the actual overall experience of the game and the idea that you're able the, the main difference even though it's the same game it, it literally if you take away the new features of the world tour mode and everything everything else is the same it literally is the same game it's the same street fighter that we love with the same moveset and everything but they added the world uh the world tour mode which allows you to create your own avatar and your avatar is deeply embedded into the story of the game and you're also be able to have this kind of a little bit of open city world environment that you could get into and walk around and fight different people different also there's a there's a lot of replay value there's a little bit of depth to it not an incredibly big depth to it but they gave they put in a lot for this one and i thought the the addition of creating your own avatar character and having that character be embedded into it, it was really cool i wish they would have had voice acting and voice lines for the actual avatar but they you know didn't but it's not a deal breaker their creative suite for the game is very elaborate it's surprisingly elaborate like it's damn near wwe 2k uh creative suite style elaborate um which is crazy when you look at aew fight forever and like how basic and generic that creative suite was and street fighter comes out with this really minute detailed creative suite um that is just fantastic like you're able to create some really cool characters um to your imagination in there you could go crazy with those things in there so it is it is a lot if you're a fighting game fan and you haven't gotten a chance to check out street fighter 6 now is the time it's on sale too so i mean like because it's black friday they are they got it on sale so i think it's like 30 bucks for the base game and all the stuff right now so i mean go at it it's really good if you're an rpg fan in particular a final fantasy fan you know was my favorite rpg of the year it wasn't the best rpg of all time but it was damn sure a solid action-packed 
you know, um, RPG. Uh, and that was Final Fantasy 16. Platinum Games, you know, had had their hands in this. And uh, I thought it was a great, you know, addition. Maybe not, uh, albeit not the best Final Fantasy game in the world. But like, I really, I really enjoyed playing the game. There was a lot of different aspects of the game that you don't see in other Final Fantasy games. And um, it was a great kick. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I would definitely say if you are you know like final fantasy but you also like games like devil may cry this may be something that you want to check out because if you never wanted to play and if you, for those who didn't like you know final fantasy or wasn't into final fantasy but you like action games this may be a great first entry to it and then i'll say get final fantasy 7 remake as well because that one that one is the one of the best of them all right there if you haven't got a chance to get it, but I'm pretty sure you're going to try to get it now. Spider-Man 2 is an absolute definite to get. This is one of the best games of the year. Um, bar none, especially for the PlayStation. Absolutely. Among all the games that I'm mentioning, this is one of th maybe three or four of the best games this year. But all of them, <laughs> with, the with the exception of Like a Dragon, Ishin, and Gaiden, all the games that I'm mentioning now, have been nominated for the game awards this uh this year so um spider-man 2 is an absolute out of all the games that i'm going to mention absolute must if you're getting more than one game spider-man 2 needs to be on the top of your list of games to get this year for the playstation 5 it is spectacular from start to finish i am it's so bad because i beat the game i completed 100 and I'm trying to hold off until they get new game plus, but I find myself just playing the beginning stage of this just to get a feel of it again. Cause I want to play it again. I want to play it again all the way through, but I don't want to grind through it like I did before. And I feel like that's what I'm going to have to do to get some of the things that I have to in here. But, um, my goodness, this game gives it all. It, it provides it all. And I understand why they are, why they have to, you know, they're currently working on new game plus cause they got to work around a lot of the things that has happened in the game and make sure that it's still there. And that takes time. Not all new game plus games with new game plus can come out instantly. There are some games that like, because of how it's done and how it works, like the ability to, yeah, keep all your stats and keep all your levels and also keep all your costumes at the beginning of the game. That takes time. And you know, this is not the first time Insomniac had, you know, had to hold off on bringing out New Game Plus. A lot of the Sony Studio, um, the PlayStation Studio games, um, usually take time for them to come out with New Game Plus. God of War is another one. That one um, doesn't come out instantly with uh, New Game Plus either. There's a lot of games that don't come out with New Game Plus instantly. They eventually come out with it. Um, I mentioned Immortals of Avium. They're about to come out with their New Game Plus, and they've been out for a minute. So it's normal. But I mean, we just need to be patient with it. But I'm telling you, get this game, especially if you've already gotten all the other Spider-Man games. And if you hadn't, if you haven't, get them all, get them all and start from the beginning. Do not play this game if you haven't played the first two. You will be kind of out of the loop here, but you also will be missing out on enjoying some some of the best. I would say the greatest superhero series since arc um the arkham trilogy which by the way we are days just days away for this for that game coming out for the switch so um i am eagerly waiting for that game to come out i'm hoping that game 
is is solid on the switch um i heard some good things about hogwarts you know, legacy on the switch so we'll see how this goes we'll see how that goes from there star wars jedi survivor the best star wars game i have played since uh the force unleashed i love the force unleashed i haven't played a game like the force unleashed but i played jedi survivor i gave it an a uh it was way better than the than the first um installment that they had um i jedi or uh, fallen order i was i liked it but i didn't there were some things in terms of navigation and, and stuff like that that i didn't like um jedi survivor improved on a lot of w things that weren't in the original the first one and i enjoyed it from start to finish they they it was really really an awesome job it kind of brought my faith back into uh ea because for years i have not been a fan of ea and how they treated their staff and what they've done over the years and stuff like that and some of the the loot crates and the microtransaction things that they've done in certain other games um especially some of their ea sports games but that's a game right there that i would highly recommend like um they've they've gotten better with that like um ufc5 was probably one of their better games as well like i wouldn't recommend like if you're a mixed martial arts fan i recommend that but if as the the, the must-have games for the holiday i just put that to the side to consider that maybe honorable mention at best but um star wars jedi survivor if you're a star wars fan you will not be disappointed with what they done with that game as well so um go out of way get that and the last one i'm gonna say <laughs> this is a big one because we talk about redemption none better maybe other than aside from no man's sky than cyberpunk 2077 and right now they are coming out with the ultimate pack which consists of the original base game and the new phantom liberty storyline which is like the spy thriller that they have starring idris alba in this and i already did a review on that it's a must this is the game this is one of my favorite first person shooter uh story based games of all time as of right now like what they did with this game like i said if this game came out in 2020 final fantasy 7 remake would have uh, had some major competition but because they failed at bringing it out and you know as a solid stable game it was one of the most embarrassing releases launches ever up until this point um but to cd project red's credit they have redeemed themselves majorly and phantom liberties was the ultimate redemption for them it it was fantastic um i'm looking forward to playing that game all over again from start to finish and playing through that game and making different decisions that i didn't make before and it's just an incredible game and the performances in there from you know keanu reeves and idris alba um Jeremy lee and and everybody else in there who's in this game just awesome those are the must-have games i highly recommend to get this holiday season for the playstation 5 as far as the nintendo switch we had really some really good games out this year too um i'll start with metroid prime remastered uh it was my first time playing that game and i look it was the perfect time for me to play that game especially because the um 
the fact that I've started playing role, uh, first person shooter games. And when that game came out, I was one of those people who were like, what did they do to my Metroids? What do they do? I, it's no longer the, the 2d side scrolling map, lay, uh, map layout game that I loved. It's now first person shooter. Now that I am, you know, now that I have it, it matured into that genre, I definitely decided to play that game. And if I recall, I gave Metroid Prime an A minus, um, mostly because there was no voice acting in there and um, the originality aspect wasn't that original. Uh, of course, because um, it's a remastered game and all the stuff, but it was a very solid experience. I enjoyed myself and they changed the difficulty level to make it a little bit more easier and fun for those who are just coming in for the first time. So I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was awesome. Um, if you're a Metroid fan or you're a first person shooter fan on a, and, and just getting a Nintendo Switch, you got to get it. And, and the remastered visuals are, they look fantastic, especially compared because it was on what the GameCube at the time. So, um, the visuals for this looks awesome and they are expected to come out with metroid prime 2 and all the stuff but it's not going to have the remaster look um which i think is insane that they do that I, I wish they would and then metroid prime 4 is coming out very soon probably next year as well too hopefully um so it was a great way to get us excited for what's to come for the new the latest edition of metroid prime so i'm looking forward to that do you need a crystal ball to predict the obvious on the other game I'm going to mention? Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Arguably, possibly, maybe going to be the game of the year. It's this or Baldur's Gate 3 from what, I understand, from what I'm hearing. But Tears of the Kingdom, it's a whole nother level of gaming. It is a religious experience, much like Breath of the Wild. Um... It's incredible that you have a game like Breath of the Wild and then they come out with this game and expand on it. It's like, what more can you do to what was possibly known as like the perfect game? You create two different levels. A sky level, a sky island, and a underground level. That It's like just playing a whole new game. A whole new open, open world game within a game. And then they do this with not even close to the amount of memory space that is used for next-gen consoles. Yet, if you look at the game, it looks like damn near it could be a next-gen console. The visuals are just stunning. It is unlike anything you've ever seen this before. The open world aspect is incredible. It is no loading time whatsoever in this game. Um, and you're just so immersed in this thing and it's like they create like i say this all the time nintendo is tony stark and they created the arc reactor known as legend of zelda tears of the kingdom and breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom is them improving on the arc reactor but it they made this in a way that's like people try to mimic tears of the kingdom in breath of the wild but they failed to do so and you just don't understand how they're able to do what they do with this game on that system that's the part that gets me when like lately because people because of uh mortal kombat one people are trying to slam the nintendo switch for its out quote-unquote art outdated hardware where was all this talk when when tears of the kingdom came out 
there was nobody talking this stupidness when tears of the kingdom came out which by the way mind you to all these people in this short attention society was just out no more than a few months ago just a few months ago that game just came out and in in in, in people's years it's like it's almost like the like it came out five years ago according to people no it just came out a few months ago nobody was talking about how outdated the nintendo switch was or how crappy no nobody was talking about this all those people who are trying to throw shade those immature adolescent fanboys if you will that are trying to throw shade are just that's all they're doing but they have no merit of what they're talking about in there so dude legend of zelda tears of the kingdom i hope wins the game awards because it's going to make a lot of people it is going to i i need people to be butthurt this year and I, I get you know Baldur's Gate 3 was dope too but I need Tears of the Kingdom to win deservingly because people need to shut up about the stupid stuff that they're saying about the Nintendo Switch it is still it has, still has very strong legs to stand on okay and those who are talking it don't own a Nintendo Switch so they can't really talk about what the hell they talk it's just not so another game if you're a Mario fan I mean, just by default, this is a game that you should get by default. It's not like the greatest Mario game in the world. If I had to choose on a Mario game to get for the holidays, if you haven't gotten it yet, I would choose Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Odyssey over this one. But it's not to say that this game is not a lot of fun and it's great. But Super Mario Wonder, I did review this year and um, I thought it was okay, but I gave it a B minus. It wasn't the best game in the world, but as a Mario game, a multiplayer Mario game, if you want to play with family or friends or whatever, this is a game to definitely uh, get. And this was, uh, and again, because I'm basing it on games that came out this year, this was one of the best for the Nintendo Switch, definitely. Um, beautifully, visually beautiful. I love the uh, the visual style that they picked for this. Uh, the game is, you know, this is one of the more challenging games. This is not um, one of the easy go, hold your hands type of Mario game. And I think that's the other reason why I kind of, gave it a, a b minus as such because it just unlike mario odyssey and the other games that have come out before this they were a lot more fun to play and they kind of this one is a little bit more it's a little bit more challenging for people so there are certain stages that will probably make people mad if you just want to play this for leisure this is not going to be the game for you but um it's still a very fun game and then you also had the ability to play with other people which it's not just playing with other people in the game and as they go through stages but they can help you get through certain other stages as well so there are parts of it where you have to play and even if you're playing single player you could play with ghost players that are playing in the game too and they can also help you out even if you're not um playing with them initially so it, there's a lot of fun to be had with the with this um edition of mario so you can go out and check it out um two games that have already come out prior to but have come out with expansions so i'm mentioning them now and that is dragon ball kakarot dragon ball z kakarot which just came out with these latest dlc and they, there's more dlc to come um <coughs> excuse me one in the form of the 20 what is it the 22nd or 23rd um world tournament expansion which is really awesome i love what they did because they kind of changed the 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 fighting game aspect out of this because normally with dragon ball uh, z kakarot you normally are battling in the sky 
a la, you know, Psychic Force, if anybody remembers that game. But you're kind of fighting in the sky. But in this particular stage, you're now on the ground because you're you're in a World Martial Arts Tournament. And it's chronicling the World Martial Arts Tournament. So you get to see, you know, all of the cutscenes from some of the most memorable cutscenes from that era. And I love that storyline. This is the King Piccolo story arc that they uh, are focusing on here. So like now Goku's teenager, Goku and everything there. And I thought they did a really good job with this expansion um, and what you're able to do with this game. So this uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, if you're a Dragon Ball fans, this is Cyber Connect 2. Um, you know, working on the Dragon Ball saga as well. And I thought he did a great job just chronicling all of Goku's biggest ventures. And there are more, there are absolutely more games to come. I mean, more expansions to come down the line too. So, which one of them, it, I hope, I hope and pray that one of them is the, um, the Jiren saga when he goes ultra instinct. They gotta do that one. They're, they're, I think they're slowly teasing that, but we'll see. But, um, the, the expansions that they got now for this game has been awesome. So go out of your way, get that one. That's a definite no brainer. And the last one I'm going to mention is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge and the recent expansion pack that they have for there, which is like a survival expansion pack that they have in there. And Osaki Ojimbo is the latest character um, for that game. That that game has been a hell of a lot of fun. Tribute games and um, Dotemu have done a great job, you know, bringing back the nostalgia of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade style and, you know, just giving it a new proverbial coat of paint, if you will, with it. New uh, animation style, new gameplay, everything on there. It's just it's just been fantastic. So, you know, if you're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, whether you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan of the old and the new. Oh, I you know what? Honestly, I'll have a six. I, I had only five, but I'll give you six. Uh, and it's also in relation to this. It'll segue right there, too. But if you like that you will love this but also i would say add on <coughs> excuse me the teenage mutant ninja turtles cowabunga collection which has virtually every single teenage mutant ninja turtle game that ever existed up until shredder's revenge so if you get this also get the cowabunga collection because it has every game from the nintendo from the um Game Boy, like games that I played way back. And it's awesome. You get to experience those games. You get to play those games. Um, you can actually beat games that you haven't beaten before in that as well. So, I mean, it's really awesome. They have a fast forward rewind feature in there that you could also play as well. Like they also chronicle the history of those games. The, the content that they have in there in terms of the gallery content shows advertisements of the past games that they have it's really awesome it's a must-have for teenage mutant ninja turtles fans and of the video game genres that they've come out with it is awesome you get that plus strata's revenge you got a great great christmas holiday gift for you right there so those are my my um my games to pick for the holidays for the playstation and the uh for the ps5 and the nintendo switch now if you're talking about getting accessories I want to talk about the PlayStation Portal because that is a accessory that I have been keeping my eye on for quite some time. Now, I like playing handhelds. I love playing handhelds. Um, this is a handheld game that is supposed to be. It's actually it's more control. It's more of a controller 
than a handheld. It's more, you got to think more like the Nintendo Wii U and less like the PSP or PS Vita. Because what this is, is an extension of the PS5. And might I say, after what I saw, a damn good extension of the PS5. So if you want to play the PS5 while watching something else on your, on your bigger screen, this is for you. And this provides a little bit more extension to your gameplay experience. Um, I don't think this is for everybody. I think this is for people like me who wants to play fluently on, you know, with a very strong bandwidth and, and internet connection connectivity. You'll be able to play this now. Granted, I, I say like I have remote play. I use it on my iPad, but I will say it is not always a smooth play. It's not always smooth. What they're promising is a very smooth connection to the PlayStation, especially if you're very much near the router, which I am in my, in my place. And I've seen this in action through different YouTube, um, you know, unboxings and such like that. I think this is something I would definitely particularly would like to check out because you, what I love about it is that not only can you play the game on this controller, and it plays like the actual DualSense controller. It has all the same motors for the rumble packs and all the stuff, the same uh, hectic, you know, uh, adaptive play and all the stuff, all the features of the of, of the DualSense controller, but it also has the, it also has the, uh, the ability to, with the 1080p uh, HD screen on it, not 4K, but 1080 HP, which is good. Um, and that's where it kind of differs from the Nintendo Switch because Nintendo Switch only goes up to 720p on these things. And also then you have the uh I, I don't I believe the the Steam. I don't is the Steam 4K. I don't know if the Steam is 4K. Um, because you're gonna be thinking about that. Uh the Steam Decks and all those other ones. Resolution. Steam Deck resolution. Let me look at this. No, that's also uh closely resembles uh 720p that's interesting it's 12 is 1280 by 800 which that's interesting so this one here is giving uh 1080 and the resolution is they're not saying is it 4k no it's saying it's not 4k but it's it's able to um <coughs> excuse me excuse me the oled actually I think provides a little bit more to that. The HDR OLED display that they're coming out with actually is going to do a little bit better. But the Nintendo, uh, the I mean, the PlayStation Portal is saying that they're providing a lot more for that. But the deal is, is that you can't go, you can go, you could go far with your, with the portal. And I've seen people actually go away from their router to get it, but they could go also connect to a Wi-Fi and still have connectivity and still playability with it. I don't intend to go far outside of my house with the portal, but it's interesting to know that as long as you have a internet connection that you may still be able to play as long as you put your, your game on sleep mode. Um, which that I thought was another really good aspect to this is like, you don't have to have your, your PlayStation five on, you can put it on sleep mode and it'll still be able to connect to your account and everything in your games and everything on here you can still play so what people have done is actually i've seen people leave their house get away from the house and 
it does start to frizz up, but it's like, honestly, you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't do that. I need to know if you take it to a hotel and you connect to their connectivity, can you still play it? That's going to be interesting. Like if I take this going to New York and you know, it still has, you know, playability for that. It looks like it does, but again, that's not my intentions for this. My intentions is to be able to play this while I say my wife is watching, you know, football or whatever like that. And I want to play Spider-Man two, or I want to play any of the other games on the PlayStation while I'm playing this. That's what I want to be able to do. So I think if you're, if you just want to use it for leisure, subtle deals, I think this is good. Also, I think the price is fair. I think the price is fair considering that this is not a true handheld. This is actually an extension, a controller with an extension to it. Um, I think it's very fair with the price being 200 as opposed to because it's not a handheld console. It's a handheld controller with a screen on it. That's a difference. Whereas the Steam Deck, the Nintendo Switch and all those other ones that are out, those are actual game consoles. This is just an extension, but it's an ex it's an elaborate extension that allows you to have an entire experience in the palm of your hands. So I think the pricing is is actually fair for this. Remember, I'm remember people, I'm experiencing cold-like symptoms. I'm recovering from a cold, if you will. So forgive me from I'm trying to hold back hacking and, and hawking on the mic right now. So I think if you are a PlayStation fan, if you're a PlayStation owner like myself, and you don't, if you want to watch something on your big screen, but also want to play Nintendo multitask that way, I think this is a fair, great product to buy and considering how strong the connection is which is a lot stronger than the ipad and the fact that you don't have to you know configure another dual sense controller for your ipad everything's the connectivity is very easy is everything is user friendly to do i'm i think this is a great deal i think this is absolutely a great deal for people like myself so again this is not for everybody this is something that may be a little bit more intuitive for hardcore gamers like myself and all the stuff, but this is something that you might want to check out. I believe it's selling like hotcakes right now. So you may want to hold off, wait till the new year, whatever like that, or cyber Monday or whatever like that to probably hope in hopes that you could get it. Um, but it's something definitely that you may want to check out down the line. So something that you definitely do. All right. Now I got a rant. I got to rant. This is rant time. And unfortunately, it's targeted to a game that I've supported. I've had hopes for for quite some time. And I've talked about multiple times on this show, multiple times with Boris from Sunday Night's Main Event. And that is AEW Fight Forever. If you hear this show, you know, I have been defending this game for quite some time because I felt like this game had legs to stand on, much like I did with Mortal Kombat 1. It had legs to stand on in terms of providing a nuance, something different, but something also nostalgic. And they did to some extent, but what was lacking about it was the amount of features that this game had. The amount of features that I knew we were gonna get sooner or later. Because, you know, when you're comparing it, they, they have competition. That competition is WWE. WWE 2K that's been out for years, not the best game in the world. 
but credit to the give them credit when they come out with stuff they came out with a an abundance of things for you to see the replay value in wwe 2k albeit not the most original stuff all the time and they've when like wwe 2k games are virtually the same games and they just add another bell and whistle to it but it's mostly the same experience the same cutscenes, the same everything but now we have a game that can compare to that and yes it is a different game one's a simulation the other one's arcade but does it give you in-depth gameplay experience does it give you you know replay value and i gave it a benefit of a doubt i'm like okay they came out subtly because they are working on the aki engine this is the aki engine working under a new generation so i'm thinking like all right maybe they're just slowing the pace of it right now and just waiting for these new features to come out in hopes that this thing will be stable it's been stable for quite a bit especially on the nintendo switch it's been very stable <clears throat> excuse me so now it's like where are the where are the features where are the characters but where are the features their the creative suite is lacking their match types are lacking and what's going to happen so we got a live service game out of this and i'm like okay that's fine for those who like live service games i'm not a bigger i'm, I'm more or less like all right that's cute the mini games are cute but that's not what people want people want match types there are nobody nobody's playing this game and mostly because it lacks features and here is a game that is supposed to be produced and looked over by people who are avid gamers kenny omega is a avid gamer he's like overseeing a lot of this he's overseeing a lot of this game he has played no mercy he has played virtual pro wrestling from japan he has played all of those so you would think he'd know better and he's played he's an avid you know esport gamer you would think he knows better so it boggles me as to why they announced that the acclaim was coming so we got the acclaim and people are wondering are these additions to a new list of characters are coming is this a new season coming and they said they will announce the new season coming soon and i'm like okay will this new season have everything that was been asked for because people ask for a lot and rightfully so because when you look at wwe 2k say what you will about wwe 2k in the recent iteration of 23 they provide for for the amount of money that they ask for for the base game which is like what 60 70 for the base game they provided so much content because that's what we're used to from single one-on-one -on -one matches all the way up to tag matches to eight-man tag match we got eight-man tag match it matches in here but now even more we got multiple not just one cage match but we have <clears throat> we got traditional cage matches we got hell in a cell for that game we got the elimination chamber and just recently the addition of the long-awaited war games at no additional cost did you get all this you got that all in the base game and here you have AEW Fight Forever. 
which only has single player tag team mind you the tag team is not you know you can't control you can only control one while the other is you know ai which i that's the only one thing about the aki engine that i never was a fan of is that you couldn't you know control both characters never been a fan of that but i love everything else about the aki engine i think the aki engine still is the most superior of the two engines because um it's very it's a very solid engine but they didn't capitalize on it like they like you know they can if you played virtual pro wrestling and no mercy you know that that engine can do a lot more than what they're doing with it right now but on top of that they only have single and tag matches there is no six man there's no eight man there's nothing that's all they have now great again i i think that the reason why they did that is because they didn't want to overwhelm the engine to the point that it does with it glitches and bugs it gets get glitchy and buggy like what wwe 2k has but i will give 2k games credit dozens of patches later that game is playing a lot better than it did when it first came out there was a point where like when you had your creative title belt and all the stuff that it, it that you you would create that title belt and one of the bugs in the game is that you didn't see your character come out with the title belt now i went back to the game they fixed all of that they fixed a lot of the things that they that was hindering the game when it first uh, launched this year so they fixed that credit to them about time and here aew they just announced their um they revealed their new season two with new characters content and some questionable price uh monetization uh strategies here so many many who anticipated the announcement of the aew season two bundle for the fight forever was hoping for more match types characters and creative content for the creative wrestlers what we received was less than that with even less information on what some of the content is so here is what they have announced season two which is available now on the xbox consoles the playstation consoles um and pc and it will be out for the nintendo switch on the 27th with i believe possibly another patch as well Season two includes the acclaim, which they announced, which is awesome because everybody loves the acclaim. Like not even a pun. That is true. But people were wondering, like, is this going to be another pay? Is it, what's going on here? Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. A new stage, the new, the late, the, the new updated AEW stage is also a part of this as well. A new mode. We do get a new mode, not a match type, a new mode called beat the elite which is basically something i did want i now granted i i will say this is something i wanted this is a match type i'm like this needs an arcade mode at least what this is basically what beat the elite is and you go through 10 different stages 10 different obstacles and through these 10 stages it gets a little bit more challenging as going but every stage that you beat you get an unlockable type of form of content in here while this mode is it will provide a little bit more replay value to it i don't think it's going to provide much because it's not a match type it's just you going through a bunch of single deals and then on top of that you're not even going for the title belt i believe you're just going to you're just fighting 10 
you know, matches. So they didn't structure that right in the way that No Mercy did when you played the No Mercy game. It's like if you played the game, you played racing for a title belt. I don't think that's the case here, at least from what I saw. And then there's something called The Storm is Coming, possibly featuring Tony Storm, which was leaked uh, not too long ago as her being in the game, the outcast version of Tony Storm, not the uh, timeless version, which they just started doing that one. So I'm pretty sure that one's going to come out soon. But here's the problem. And by the way, The Storm is Coming, I'm pretty sure that wasn't originally for Tony Storm. I think that was originally for um, Jay Cargill. Because that, when you think a storm is coming, even though Tony Storm has storm in her name, a storm was coming was always something that you heard Jay Cargill come out to in her theme music. So I think they kind of switched that around and made it for Tony Storm. Luckily for them, they have somebody with storm in their last name in there. But um, yeah, it is going to be interesting what the hell that's that 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 is about because they really didn't talk about what that's for. This is what we have right now. And on top of that, all of this, the price for season two with only two wrestlers announced, one tag team announced and two modes in here. They're actually charging an additional price of $24.99. And it won't be free for those who already purchased the, uh, the elite edition of season one. That is a big problem. That is a that is that is that is bad monetization strategy, in my opinion. First of all, that that mode, both of those modes, all in unless unless they're gonna add new match types and those are gonna be free. This right here, this is bogus. We want match types. That's all we want. We want a cage match. We want something else. We want something else added to this. We want six man tag. We want new, like, is this going to be the thing now that they're going to just charge us everything that they're coming out with? Cause this is ridiculous. Like I, people, there's not been one. Well, I, the majority of uh, comments on social media, and I believe this one is warranted are people that are pissed off because they already paid so much money for the first bundle that really didn't give us nothing in there. And now they're asking the charges. They're charging us for a new stage, which is something that WWE does not, did not charge us for. They're charging for only two characters. I believe WWE's bundle is a lot less for you and you get more out of that. And this new stage is not like, what are we paying for here? I don't get it. It's, it's, I, I feel like this is the John. I always go back to the John Jones, John uh, Jones bones, uh, situation because I was a huge John Jones fan, huge John Jones fan, almost as much as I was Anderson Silva. I always like people, especially athletes and fighters who lives by the honorary code, the martial arts code, the, the Bushido code, if you will, the, the honorable code martial arts is supposed to be about, you know, um, honor and discipline, respect, honor, discipline is what low key used to say, 
or still probably stays. I'm not sure. Um, but respect, honor, and discipline. That's pretty much what a martial arts is. A martyr, uh, artist is. That's why, like Anderson Silva, say what you will about Anderson Silva and the controversy of the uh, what of the um, steroids or whatever that he had to use, which I still say he that he got popped with that just around the time when he broke his leg on uh, Whiteman. He has not been tested uh, positive any time before that. But Sanderson Silva was one of the most classiest dudes and still is probably one of the most classiest dudes ever in the game. Like once from once the once the match starts and the match ends, the dude was honorable. He would bow down to you and thank you for his match. I had the chance to meet him a long time ago. He was very class. He's a very class act. He took pictures with us and everything. Awesome. John Jones was a guy that I thought that was in that same boat. And then we found out he was not, and he got himself into a lot of crap and situations. Now I'm not going to hold on completely, but every time I tried to defend John Jones, he would do something stupid again. And then I was like, there was to a point where it's like, I can't defend this dude anymore. He's doing too much. He's doing way too much stupidity. And <coughs> excuse me, on top of that, Dana White will protect him and Dana White will defend him and protect all the stupid crap and wouldn't, you know, really punish this dude because he was bringing in money. And I was like, I can't defend this anymore. I'm at this right now with AEW games. I'm still a huge fan of w, uh, AEW. I love the, I love the damn, uh, I love the fact that they came out with this game and the game played very well on a Nintendo Switch. It wasn't perfect, but it played much better than WWE 2K did on a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Excuse me. But I can't defend the monetization strategy that they're doing right now here. I just can't. The, the, the news of this upset those who already spent like 80 bucks on the Elite Edition and was hoping to receive new match types for free like myself, as well as the stages. As well as the stages and all this stuff. A lot of this stuff we should have gotten for free. Like this should already. If if, if WWE 2K. And hell I even say Retro Mania Wrestling. If none of these games already come out. And they came out with all this all these features. For the prices that they already came out with. If they didn't come out. And AEW came out first. They could have gotten away with this. But no. I I am so happy that we now have people who are thinking as consumers before fans that they're looking at this that now i've been waiting for this because i felt like there was a certain level of naivete out there with fans that they're like they don't realize how much they're paying they're not doing the math people are now finally doing the math and they're seeing this and they're like no wwe's charging this much but they're giving us this much and here you are charging this much and you barely gave us anything it's like going to a restaurant, one of those fancy gourmet restaurants where you pay like two, three hundred dollars for a small piece of meat, even though that damn meat is probably damn good. It's insane to pay that price for a entree that you you could just put in your mouth and swallow like in seconds. This is not a gourmet meal. It's not. This is like you're you're you're, you're overcharging for a grilled cheese sandwich. That's what I feel like this is right now. There is no bacon in it. There's nothing. In it. It's just a plain ass grilled cheese sandwich on Wonder Bread. That's what AEW Fight Forever is right now. 
and you're trying to overcharge us for it. Now, you're competing with games like WWE 2K, WrestleMania Wrestling, and future games like the Wrestling Code, which looks to be really cool. Ultra Pro Wrestling, I had Sam Valley on here a while ago, and we, if you follow Ultra Pro Wrestling right now, that game is looking better and better. And by the way, that game is a Aki engine inspired game that is looking to mimic that of virtual pro wrestling, which means it's going to have multiple match types in there. We've already talked about it. They're having mixed martial arts in there. They having all these other match types in there. And I guarantee you, they're not going to try. I hope, I hope they don't. They, they, they're smart. They will not charge us the amount of stuff that they're, that, that, that uh, AEW's charge. I don't understand. I thought, that Kenny Omega and AEW games were absolutely on the radar of all these other games that are coming out. Why are they doing this? And they're not even speaking out on it. Like, this is what they're like. Come on, THQ Nordic. What are y'all doing? Y'all should know better than this. You have, regardless of what you think, you have competition. And this was what's even annoying about this. Is that because everything about AEW has changed in the last four years, going on five years now. The last four years has been extremely successful for this company. And now it's like the tables have turned. And, and, and take note, by the way, people, it's not the end of the world. The tables can turn again for this company, but now it's like WWE is the hot company now. And AEW is the total opposite. And it was the it was not like that when AEW first came out in 2019. Back then, Vince was taken over and he made everything like crap for WWE and people needed something new. AEW is that something new and we were hoping to get a nuance. And lately, especially during the punk situations, it felt like everything has been going down and morale is going down and the quality is going down. The wrestling quality has not. Don't get it twisted. But the storytelling, the overbooking, all that stuff. And now the video game, the, the video game is kind of feeling like it's parallel to what's going on in real life because now you got WWE 2K that is I hate to say it I hate to say it and is I hate that they have to make me say this WWE 2K 23 as of right now is the better game it is um they provided I really hate saying this because WWE 2K is not an angel by any stretch they have done when it was just them they have done some really like 2K games have has done some shady things with that in terms of with, with, with that game in accordance to how they treated their fan base and their target audience. They're not perfect. They're just as shady as the company, you know, during events era. I can't speak for TK TKO right now. Not yet. But I gotta remember TKO now runs this company. Vince McMahon is no longer the owner, even though he's still connected to this company, albeit not heavily quote, at least that's what they're saying. So, but now it just seems like they're turning things around and AEW is just, it's, 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 I want it's, it's declining. This decision, this monetization strategy is not helping them one bit. And it's furthering it's further distancing their fans and part of the w the aew fan base are video game fans and they need to fix this they need to troubleshoot this they need to they need to really need to troubleshoot this immediately this can't be the only thing they're providing they have to give us more than this 
like even if they gave us more free free match types but did they wanted to charge us for this mode that's something but we don't have that much in this game to play like you play this game and you're going to stop immediately you play wwe 2k you got universe mode you got the story mode you got the gm mode you got there's so much you could do in wwe 2k there is they made wwe 2k the better game much like mortal kombat 2 street fighter 6 mortal kombat Mortal Kombat 1 was a game that had everything going for them to be the better game than Street Fighter 6. And at some point, when you watch the trailers leading up to it, you felt like, oh my God, Mortal Kombat 1 may have a chance of beating Street Fighter, of beating Street Fighter uh, 6. And then you played the game. You played the game on the PlayStation 5. You played the game on the Xbox consoles. You played the game on the Nintendo Switch. You found out that like, no, it really isn't the better game. There's some glitches. There's a lot of issues with this game, but also it doesn't give you all of the things that the depth, the in-depth gameplay and replay value that you got from Mortal Kombat 11. This was their fight. This, this was their chance to beat their rival because their rival would always beat them. They had it and they didn't. That's not even just my opinion. That is fact. You cannot say that Mortal Kombat 1 came out better, especially when the fact that they bust out with that Nintendo uh, Switch version. And I don't care what a lot of the naive people will say and the uneducated people will say, the Nintendo is a console on its own. And Nintendo, if it doesn't work on a Nintendo Switch, that's a fail because you chose to put it out on a Nintendo Switch. You could have just said, no, we're not putting it out on a Switch. We're putting it out exclusively on the new gen consoles. And that would have been fine. And if that was the case, they would have had legs to stand on. But I would still say they still had issues with the connectivity issues with the game. There were still some things that needed to be patched up. But you decided to put it out on Nintendo Switch and you came out with that. You got a third party company to come out and utilize this and Saber Interactive or Saber Entertainment, if you will. They failed. They failed you. They made you look bad. You had to win and you didn't. And then on top of that, the game, the things that you could do in the game doesn't, isn't better what you, it, it's, it's a more diluted version of what you got from Mortal Kombat 11 and even Injustice 2. Those were deep, thorough games. This one right here. No, nah, it's not that it's not that deep. They, they lacked in this one. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it is. But when you now we have AEW Fight Forever. And again, they had the Aki engine. The one engine that was that is still, I will still defend this, is far superior than um 2K's engine. They didn't utilize it as deeply as they did with the Virtual Pro 2. It's a little bit, it's a little bit diluted compared to what you could do in, in um that one. But they didn't utilize it as thoroughly as they could. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be a thing that they're going to improve on down the line because this is going to be a game that they're thoroughly working on, but they, they can't justify what they have done with this game. And then you go to WWE and it's like, dude, I could play this game all day and, and, and have no issue playing this game. Cause there's so much you could do so much. And they charged you a base pay and gave you a lot. I can't just, I can't justify the monetization strategies of AEW games right now or it's just not so 
it, it's unfortunate. I'm, this is not the end of this conversation. Me and Boris are going to probably talk about this when I, you know, go to um, head to Canada and visit him, you know, when that time comes. So stay tuned for that. So, but there you have it with that, folks. That will do it for this portion of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, and I will give my thoughts on Naruto Cross Barto Ultimate Ninja Storm and find and talk about why this game is getting too much flack that it doesn't deserve. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Previously on Talk Time Live exclusive. In terms of generations, we got to talk about your character, Baruto, as he will appear on the new upcoming game, Naruto Cross Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, which is out in, on November 17th on a Friday. No, I, uh, I, I'm excited about it because I uh, we were working on it for a couple of years. Like it was actually yeah. like we did, like we recorded like, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like 17,000 lines or something like that. Like for per, I, per, I per person or just you or just don't remember i know the director told me he's like we did this many lines i don't i could i don't know if he meant like just me or the whole game but i know we we thought it was done and that was like two years ago and then like in the past year like hey we're doing some tweaks to the game and they were like here's thirty thousand more lines i think it was total i think it was everybody wow so then it's essentially like recording a new game uh so there's a lot of uh, a lot of content talk time live have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review naruto cross baruto ultimate ninja storm connections for the nintendo switch but is also available on all other platforms as well the developer cyber connect 2 one of my favorites out there to ever do any anime based licensed games bandai namco of course is the publishers for all naruto games and this is a action arena fighting game if you will this is like Ultimate Ninja Storm is one of the first to really do these types of fighting games, and uh, it's pretty awesome. They've always been awesome. And honestly, this one is no different, with the exception that there is a little bit of... There is a lack of in this version compared to the other versions, but does it hurt the game more than um, it helps? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Because, you know, we live in a generation now where people are more entitled than ever. Um, some warranted, some unwarranted. We are a generation that is going through a lot of, you know, issues, 
personal issues, if you will, and they tend to lash out, displace the anger out on social media. So even if somebody's enjoying something, you got a dark cloud of people that are going to crap on it. We've seen it happen so many times and definitely recently in a, in, in a, some people would like to sabotage things. Like I say, some is warranted, some is not. In the case of Naruto Cross Baruto Ultimate Ninja Store Connections, I will defend this. And I'm not being biased because I am aware I am friends with some of the people involved in this game. But because if this game was utter crap, no, I'm not going to hold my, hold my tongue. I'm not holding my tongue if this thing is crap. Like if I got a bad experience and I paid money for this, I would not hold my breath on a sake that, you know, just help Molly. Because honestly, Molly works molly and amanda works on this and tom and all those guys they work on this but they're not getting the money for this i mean they got paid to do this but they're not getting the residuals of proceeds for all this like they do the game and they move on bandai namco and all the stuff has to benefit more from this game than them so like are they are they you know wasting their talents on a crappy game or not that's what it comes down to um I'm going to say in this case, no. If you played any other Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games, you're going to feel right at home with this. With a few more bells and whistles. I think what it comes down to is how much in-depth replay value this has in comparison. Now, if you compare this to other Ultimate Ninja Storm games, you're going to feel like this is lacking a little bit of continuity. But... If this is a first, if you're a first timer, I think this is a pretty good introduction for you, but I would also say it's worth going back to playing the other games. Now, this game is celebrating the 20th anniversary of the ultimate, not of not the ultimate Ninja Storm series, but the 20th anniversary of the Naruto anime in its entirety. And this game is to come out to celebrate all that. This also provides a new story based around Baruto and the uh, Naruto Generations storyline, but this is appears to be possibly a non-canon story here. But what they did here, the big, it, which the story here is the biggest focus of this game. It's, the, it's the, pretty much the bread and butter of this game. Because if you played past Ultimate Ninja Storm games prior to this, then you got a, a, a completely elaborate experience from each of the first four games. I, I would say even more, more or less the first three games because the fourth one was almost similar to this one with the exception that they got a we got an expansion pack that was based on naruto uh that was based on uh the baruto storyline and then you were able to traverse through this, the village but before that you weren't able to do that this one kind of reminds me of ultimate ninja storm 4 because when Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 came out, it was pretty basic, to be honest. Um, it was just as basic as what you would see with this game. But then they had the expansion story mode, and that kind of changed things around. And you were able to do a lot more in the game than you were before. So this game is kind of bare basic in comparison to the first three Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games. But I will say this. Upon playing this game, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, they did a lot of work into this game. These 
you know, once again, all of the voice actors were back to reprise the role in this the roles in this game. Whenever Naruto or or um, Dragon Ball comes out with the game, they are always using all of the actors, all of the English actors for this because they're very popular in here. This was no different. And they if you remember hearing that clip with Amanda talking about the actual uh, what they did in the game, they worked like over 30,000 lines to play this game and if after you playing the story mode of this game and even the history mode of this game you kind of see what they did with this you see you know that they did you know the actors put in a lot of work with this now as far as the development of the game that that's a little bit different if you're playing it on based on the performances that's one thing but the development of the game and the content of the game that plays another factor to it so which has really nothing to do with the actor portion but if you do it and like you just put it all in one big package that's we're going to grade on so of course like always we're going to put this through the grading system we're going to test it on originality visual presentation and performance sound music gameplay fun factor replay value actor performances and story which this has all of them at this time around so let's start with the story here the story i thought was really good I thought it was really good because I, you know, I've been watching the Barto series. I'm up to, I think 130, uh, the 130, uh, series right now. It's like uh, 135 or seven right now. Uh, right when Barto goes back in time to visit his father, to try to save his, uh, you know, Naruto and all the stuff. So he gets to see how Naruto was back then. This storyline, there's hints of that in here, but a little bit more elaborate. Cause now he gets to experience some of the things that his father has gone through, but the basic uh, sense of the story is that there's a new online game called Ninja Heroes that has entered the Hidden Leaf Village that has grown in popularity. Baruto and his friends enter it and meets a guide named Nanashi who refuses to bond with Baruto, at least at first. Things become suspect when players begin to feel drained after playing the game. Baruto begins to investigate the issue only to discover that there is an evil threat that may be behind all of this and manipulating people into creating a new great ninja war. Uh, so that's basically the just of the story there. I thought the story was really good. I thought the performances were really good. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but I thought the story, the story in itself was really good and very lengthy, mind you. Remember it, 30, <clears throat> excuse me. They did 30,000 lines in here, which means they, this was almost like a full length movie. And if you play through the game and I played through it twice uh, already, it is a lot of dialogue, a lot of great scenes, some really cool things, uh, some great interactions in between the game and some great storytelling and character development, especially when you got characters like Nana and Air and the new main bad guy, <clears throat> excuse me, the new main bad guy in here, which he's pretty cool. And there's a lot of connections to past ninja clans in here as well. I won't spoil it for anybody because, you know, I the the, the story here. It, it they they did this story. It was the same, you know, development in writing in the story that they would do for a Naruto movie. And I thought they did really good here. I thought the the story alone really helped make this game uh experience really good um i i, I really enjoyed playing through the uh, mode i enjoyed um you know listening to the story mode in here and watching the story mode and watching barto and uh nanashi you know interact in their inner 
creating their little bond and all the stuff and did also like one of the things i've always enjoyed or i um about this story is that we finally get to see baruto truly know what his father has gone through during his upbringing his growing up like i said i just saw the episodes of baruto when he went back in time to hang with his father as a kid to see what he went through and how he lived and all this stuff but he he didn't stay long enough to really go through the sasuke situation to go through the pain situation he met jiraiya back then he actually got trained by jiraiya and all the stuff and you know he's met some of the people his his teachers now back then but he he left before he really got to see what the hell happened with pain what the hell happened with all these other you know characters um you know that he's going through so now this game helps him get through all of that and helps him learn more about what his father went through during all those times so it's kind of a continuation of what's going on here and i thought that this was like i still don't know if this is going to be canon to the actual story or not but it does really help understand because one of the things that i hated about the baruto character i like the baruto character but it was one thing i hated because he he's a kid that didn't understand his father and he couldn't to some extent but he never realized why naruto works so hard to be the hokage why he works so hard to make sure that the um hidden leaf village you know remain peaceful and he just felt like he was just overworking and not paying attention to him all the time and now he's starting to finally see that he saw that when he went back in time and now he's this game is going helping him understand that even more thoroughly this time around so we get to see a lot of that in this game and the development of the appreciation that baruto is going to have for his father out of all this because now he's going to be able to empathize with him in a lot of ways here so i really did like the story aspect on that note from here so um it, it it really for me it filled in some things that i've been waiting for it to happen in this in the uh baruto story arc um now it's happening now and then also this connection with him and nanashi and um it's been is really great and then also it doesn't end there like there's there's a lot of story told in this game and that's what i like i, I i'm a story driven person i like to have a lot of story here and i thought they did a really good job fleshing out the story and the characters and the development and made you really enjoy the actual story of all of everybody involved in here too so plus the the fact that everybody's getting hooked on this like online multi-online video game kind of gives me a sword art online type of vibe to it as well which is why again i will not play virtual vr uh, virtual reality games at all because I just this is like one of those other things is like I don't know I'm, I'm chill with it I'll I will play console games on a TV screen or handheld all day I do not need to get that immersed into the game and uh, world like that so but the story I thought was the strongest point the, the original story mode was the strongest point of this entire thing in here and it's worth going back to play it over and over again because it's just that much enjoyable plus the, you know it's ultimate ninja storm gameplay if you know you got that combined with all that i think the one thing that i did not appreciate or not i don't want to say appreciate but i didn't i i was disappointed in is the lack of gt um the lack of um what is that uh gte uh modes um the game time events you know um 
bows that you would normally see in a Nar in a uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm game. Um, you got to see that in the history uh, mode, but not in this. And I was surprised at not seeing that on here um, because there are new there are new boss fights, there are new you know fight scenes, there are new enemies to have in here. So creating a new epic experience is what made the Ultimate Ninja Storm series so great. But it didn't happen in the in this new story mode. I was very surprised at why it didn't happen, but nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the actual, in the entirety of the story of the new story mode. I, I really liked it. I just wish they would have made it a little bit more epic and add those GTE, those game time event, um, you know, modes, uh, mini game modes within the whole entire process in there. So in terms of originality, this is the unfortunate part here. It's not that original. I mean, I mean, it's like you, it, you played and it's not to say that it's a bad thing you played one ultimate ninja storm game you know what you're getting so if you came in thinking or trying to get something really nuanced for this game i don't know what you're what you're waiting for like this is the like this is this is the part i had I actually had conversations with people online about this um because people wanted something extremely new i'm like you know what to expect out of here it's like how are you giving how are you downgrading this game overall but you're going to look at street fighter and you're going to look at mortal kombat games for years and give them high scores but it in its core it's the same game with a few bells and whistles it's the same dragon punch it's the same fireball it's the same you know um bicycle kick it's just it's like the same move sets done over years so why are we giving this game a lower grade i don't understand that that's a double standard to me um yes could have been more in terms of continuity and stuff. Yes, that's one thing. But the game is still fun. If somebody picked up and played this game for the first time ever, but never played the other ones, I guarantee you they will still have fun with this game. But if you're a person who has played all of the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Story games, this could be considered somewhat of a letdown. But honestly, I wasn't surprised at what I was getting. I wasn't expecting any like real nuance from this game. And if you did, you kind of was like fooling yourself to this extent. But again, I, didn't I don't expect anything new from Street Fighter, but I just want to play a new Street Fighter with new characters, new stages and all the stuff. And that's what I got here. I, you know, I didn't expect anything new from Mortal Kombat. Like there's some signature things from Mortal Kombat that you always expect. There's some signature things from Street Fighter that you always expect. This is the same situation. So I feel like it's a double standard when people are trying to downgrade this and say that you know it didn't provide anything new and all this stuff but you go and like you say you like you you like street fighter 6 and you like you know mortal kombat uh one but they didn't provide that much either i mean outside of the fact that world tour mode if you take world tour mode away is the same street fighter if you take the invasion mode and all the stuff in other aspects and the character like it's the same mortal kombat but you're praising that high but you're giving this low no i call it a double standard uh, but people don't think that far people the, again short attention society we don't think that far and and and, and op more open to that idea so i i call bs on that whole ordeal with that situation so but again while it does provide a lengthy original story outside of the canon story there isn't much in terms of depth especially when it compared to the last uh few games like four games that it came technically there's five for those who don't know there was an ultimate ninja storm game for there's, I think, one or two Ultimate Ninja Storm games for the PSP back then that I actually owned. So, um, 
yeah, it, it's just really, you're not expecting anything new from this. This has been the same thing for years. And you got to be a hardcore fan to, you know, accept and enjoy this. I don't know what else you want. I mean, yeah, they could go the same route. <clears throat> Excuse me. That Dragon Ball Z Kakarot went, which would be fine. But I don't know what you expect. I don't, I just don't know what you expect. Like, if you like it, if you're a fan of it, you're going to be a fan of this. It's plain and simple. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The game only provides the following in terms of originality. Though. You got the special story mode, which is new. You got the history mode. That story highlights Naruto, the history of Naruto and Sasuke's relationship, which is nothing more than rehashed. It, this is the part where I think people are mostly complaining about because this mode, it just, it's rehashed matches that we've seen many times before in other Naruto games. So, especially when you see Naruto versus the frog, the, uh, uh I, I forgot the frog's name, <clears throat> but there were, there are many modes, boss modes that we've seen from prior to, and they said, they did say, they did say that they were doing this so they taught you before beforehand if you came in and you bought this game because to their credit they've been advertising this forever and saying they are you're gonna get a chance to play some of the most pivotal boss battles in the history of naruto ultimate ninja storm with more refreshed graphics the, the they they stepped up the graphics for the new gen consoles and all that stuff but you're gonna play this thing like if you own one two three and four you're going to be familiarized with some of the boss battles in those modes. So if you knew that coming in, why did you buy the game and then only start to complain after that? Because they told you that that's what's going to happen. So again, I expected enough. I knew that that's what they were doing, but the special story mode is what I was hoping for. Because if, they, if like I, I said it before, if when, when, it, when this, when they first announced this game coming out, I said, if they are only going to put on rehashed versions of the game and that's it, I'm not getting this game. But the fact that they had a special story mode and that story mode, I think more than lived up because it was a very lengthy story mode is even, I believe is even longer than the Barto story mode, which was chronicling the movie in the series. I think, and it was an original story. It, it's a lot of story. I think that lived up to what i was hoping out of this game and that's what i wanted i'm like if you're gonna do a story mode don't make it a very short story mode let it be lengthy give them a lot of lines to talk about a lot of dialogue a lot of action going on here and they did and then they even furthered it after the initial story mode there's an extra story mode after that that really kind of fulfills everything that i loved about the the main story of that so i i thought that they did really well with that but the history mode it does just chronicle a lot there are now granted while they do rehash some of the boss battles from ultimate ninja storm one two and three and four i believe um uh, they also do have some new battles and new fights in the game in the history mode and here that we don't get from other ones but most of it is just the rehash of those other modes so I would say if you're buying this for the first time, if you're buying it to Ultimate Ninja Storm for the first time and you bought this one, you may enjoy the history mode because you've never played it. But I would also say go back and get every single one of those Ultimate Ninja Storm games. And the reason being is because you're not, they only gave you like one or two from each game. 
but there are a lot more in-depth boss battles and fights in those games plus all of the other games like the first second and third game you're gonna get to be able to experience the naruto world like you can't in this one because unlike that one unlike the other ones you can you actually are able to walk in the village the whole entire they made a map of the entire village that you could traverse through the entire time in all three games so you you're gonna in in different areas in the game so you're literally getting immersed into the world of naruto more in those games than you are here this is just a celebration of everything that we loved about the ultimate ninja storm series but also what we loved about naruto as well and the biggest lore to this game is the story mode and you don't get the opportunity to travel into the to the you know hidden leaf village or other villages like you could in one two and three but in the one two and three especially two two is my favorite you literally get to not only go and travel into the hidden leaf village you go into the sand village you go into all these other villages as well and you get to travel there the third one was even awesome too because you get to the great ninja war in there you get to travel through other areas as well so there's reasons and i think that's the thing i think that's the, the deal that they had here i think they did not want you to have the same experience here with that but i would also say as the other three or four but i would also say I would have loved to them uh, have the ability to travel into the new, like you could with Baruto's Tale. You could do that in, in four when they added expansion to Baruto, the Baruto story in there. And I hope that we get another ex expansion for this game where it allows you to travel into the newer, more modern uh, Hit and Leave Village and all this stuff. Maybe another story mode or whatnot to come out of this maybe in the older naruto i mean baruto comes out of this in, a, in an expansion i don't know what they're going to do or plan but hopefully we will get more from there but i like what we have right now i probably will play the special story mode a lot more than the history mode because i already have the other four games and i could just replay them and revisit them to get the more elaborate experience out of here but just play this just for the story mode and, and that'll be it but unfortunately like in terms of originality and present you know in presentation to that yes yeah, i mean it is a little bit of a diluted uh, you know experience compared to the other ones um you also of course like every naruto ultimate ninja storm game you got free mode which consists of you know um versus battle survival and tournament in league mode which i do like again this game has it in aew fight forever does not isn't that just that's just sad they got a tournament mode in the league mode in here of all the ones that should have that it should be fight forever but you know it just doesn't but I, I digress new to this game is the customizations mode now this i think they took from um what is the game what is the game called um why my hero academia wants justice 2 because in that game they also have a customization game where you can add you know accessories and attachments to the character so I, they kind of took from that which i thought was pretty cool so like now all of the ultimate ninja storm characters that you had before you can now add these little you know accessories attachments weapons sunglasses bunny ears and stuff like that just really customize your character the way you want to and you know really do some fun and goofy things you can change costumes colors and skins character poses accessories stamps home screen backgrounds and more in there so i thought that was a pretty fun addition to that as, as well um as far as visual presentation and performance i mean this is what made the ultimate ninja storm series so legendary 
because you got this visual presentation. Uh, the like the visuals and characters design remains just beautiful, just outstanding, like beautiful and vibrant all through around the animation that supersedes the original series at all times. That's and if you guys remember me talking to Amanda um, about it, because she's never really played the Ultimate Ninja Storm series. She's only done, you know, voice work for it, you know, as Baruto. And I had to tell her, I'm like, you need to at least check out this game or any of the games because the animation and character design far supersedes the actual anime in so many ways. It is so beautiful. And this is no different, especially on the new console, the new uh, gen consoles now, because they updated the uh, visuals for it. It looks absolutely great. Um, even on the Nintendo Switch, as always, it looks great. And I will definitely say performance wise, again, we talk about Mortal Kombat 1. You know, not living up. I said, I said this before. Y'all can't base the entire game console on one failed game. It is not the game console's fault. It's the developers. We got Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. Uh, Naruto Cross Barto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. As well as the other Ultimate Ninja Storm games. All of them pretty lengthy games big games with a huge roster of people this game has over a hundred and thirty characters in the game it has stages it has all that stuff it has a lengthy story mode just like mortal kombat what it doesn't have is glitches and bugs i've never played a bad ultimate ninja storm game on any console it is played solid and stable on every single platform. It looks awesome on every single platform. It ported perfectly on the Nintendo Switch, which is why I chose to play it on the Nintendo Switch because I knew I played the other four games and they all look awesome and I played it on here. So I don't want to hear anything that like the, the, the mere argument about the Nintendo Switch being a outdated system is the dumbest thing ever. It is only by people who are just these again with Stephen King, how Stephen King puts it, adolescent fanboy haters who are just trying to throw shade on something with no merit. And I guarantee you, they don't own it. Everybody who owns a switch does never, never down raise the switch. Never. And if it is, it's like a very minority amount of people, a huge minority amount of people that will ever say that the Nintendo switch is a bad system or is an outdated system. I don't want to hear that because they're still coming out with ports that are being played on all multiple platforms and it is able to play. Now, as we say that, WB Games is uh, coming out next week with uh, Batman Arkham Trilogy and it, God, I pray that it comes out good. Now, granted, it will be the developer's fault. The reason why they delayed that game is because the developers didn't want to deal with the same situation that they dealt with Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch. They didn't want to be the butt of everybody's jokes. We'll see how it looks when it comes out if it comes out because they don't they they no longer allow pre-orders in this game so we're hoping that it comes out if if there's a delay in this game again oh it's going to be we're going to look at wb games or we should be looking at more wb games than nintendo on this it's not nintendo's fault this is proof this game is proof that is not the it's not the console it's not the hardware it's the developers developing the software so visually performance wise 
it is absolutely fat absolutely awesome i would also add one thing that this game has over mortal kombat 1 loading time loading times are very fast on the nintendo switch it like just comes out on seconds there have you played mortal kombat 1 on the nintendo switch the loading time takes forever because they're doing so much crap with it even the fact that you got the customization moves and you're able to switch to all these different little you know things on on these characters it still loads faster than mortal kombat 1 this game is better than mortal kombat 1 on the switch sorry not sorry on that note so it just before it's just absolutely fantastic sound of music of course it's all the music from all your beloved favorite music from the series is on here doesn't miss a beat sounds tremendous the whole orchestrated score is here enough said no nothing else to say about that gameplay wise this is where things kind of changes up differently you can now choose from two different control schemes one is the traditional one that i love playing there's another now more simple control uh, scheme now it's called simple control mode i don't understand why people would need this because this game is not like it's not as intuitive or complex as like the street fighter or mortal kombat deals but this game allows you to perform easier combos with a single button i guess that's the thing i i find myself hard uh, not wanting to use this because this is like i thought that the gameplay the control scheme is already in the combat system is already simple enough um now you want to simplify it more because people are too lazy to want to learn how to play the game properly now i'm good but it's there for you guys who you know for beginners and all this stuff but it's like if you're a beginner how are you you're you be a beginner by playing the original game like if you just settle for the playing a simple you know uh, control scheme you'll never want to learn how to play it for real so i i don't know it, it is what it is but it's there it adds on but the, the gameplay is more fluid i will say the biggest plus to the gameplay this time around is something that i wish they would have done for all the other games and it comes in the form of the updated ninja tool system and the chakra gauge so in the other games the last four games you always were you always had to buy and i think because of the fact that you you're you're no longer able to travel and traverse into the hit and leave village and buy items anymore like you could any other games i think that's the reason why they did this because this is like more of a straightforward ultimate ninja storm experience do you no longer need you no longer have to or need to buy ninja tools you can't because you can't go into the village to buy it so what they've done because this is a straightforward fighter now is basically now have it where the you no longer have to restock on ninja tools once you use to uh now the the tools just regenerate so if you use the tools once you just gotta wait until it replenish the gauge up before you can use them again and you can use them for as many times as possible in here and, and the gauge regenerates re, uh, very quickly within like within time um your chakra gauge also automatically regenerates as well but you can still charge up you know you can still use the charge uh button to charge up your chakra however it charged up even faster now because now the re now regenerates as your work running long and everything which makes it for a more faster paced experience now and i like the fact that they added those two to that um but now, i mean it's just i think this is just an indication that this is just a very straightforward fighting game a more story-based fighting game this is not an elaborate experience like you have with the other four 
Um, but I, again, I don't mind that. That's me personally. I don't mind it at all. The fun factor, uh, again, 130, over 130 characters. That makes it the biggest roster among all of the Ultimate Ninja Story games. Um, that's including Generations. Oh, you know what? I forgot about Generations. So that's like, that's another game I wish they would port on air. Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations was probably one of the most diverse of the games. It was, they did something very different with Generations in there. I wish they would bring that out and then add the Baruto characters to that because I thought that was really cool. And I had an original story as well. Um, that also, I believe, introduced Mecha, Mecha Naruto, if I'm correct, as well, into that game. So, um, you got over 130 characters that spans from all of the Ultimate Ninja Storm games as well. Despite the lack of content and depth of the game, so, uh, the previous games, you can still find quite a bit of enjoyment out of this game. Like, I, I... I think because of the story mode, it really adds on to it, in my opinion. And again, hopefully they'll add more to it. I don't know what they're doing in the next run of this game, but um, I don't know if this is going to be a one and done game, but they normally usually do add some other bells and whistles down the line for these games. We'll see the story of Barto and his bond with Nanashi as well. Seeing Barto learn about his father's past that I talked about was a great fun factor to me um, without the ability to go into the you know village and play and also there were many games in those other games too so that's another thing that's you know you, you would no longer be able to have and here's the mini game aspect and the side missions and all this stuff it, it literally is just a straightforward fighter at this point so um the history mode it is what it is with that um it's enjoyable it's enjoyable for those who've never played the other games but it's also a great indication of like if you like what you played here might I recommend playing the other four games that are available out now? And then I thought this was really cool too. There is a really in-depth encyclopedia that they added to this that provides info on all the characters from in all and aspects from the world of Naruto and Baruto. So if you if there are some new characters in the game that I didn't know about because I didn't get that deep into Baruto yet, but now I get to know about these characters. I get to learn about these characters and know the storyline behind them uh even before i reached that you know in, in the actual series and whatnot so um i really appreciated that aspect as well and they also talk about certain move sets and everything is really in depth I'll, this is the part i love about um anime based games or japanese based games is that they always provide a lot of great reading content for you to learn to get more immersed into like arc system works does that with blaze blue and guilty gear <coughs> like you will learn a lot about everything that's going on about that world at your leisure so i mean they did, did the same thing here so i thought that was really awesome too um as far as replay value honestly if you don't compare this to the previous games this is a fun straightforward game I, even if you have played those other games before you can find something interesting and fun to play out of this game there are some things that are different from this game that isn't on the other games um like I think this game is for purely the more hardcore Naruto fans and the more hardcore Ultimate Ninja Storm fans. Like you're gonna buy it and enjoy it. I don't if 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 this was the first game they ever had and people played it, people would love it. I think people would give it higher praise, but I think it's because it's just there's no nuance to the game is why a lot of people are praising it. But by no means does that mean that this game was bad in presentation. It was bad in gameplay. Everything was solid. You'll still have the same exact fun out of this game that you're going to have with the other games. It just doesn't provide 
any more in-depth continuity and nuance to it. That's it. And I get that, but they kind of, again, they kind of told you that in the beginning, um, to some extent. And it's like, yeah, I could have, I would have enjoyed walking around doing side missions, doing mini games and all this stuff, but I don't mind this either. I don't mind this at all. And I've played, and I think the reason being also is because I played other games this year that didn't live up to the expectations. I felt like it, it, it's in terms of presentation and performance, I thought that this one did really well. It was really solid. And, and it's performance and the replay value for me is really good. The loading time really makes it a enjoy more enjoyable game to play. But yeah, if you're just comparing it to the, the other games, you're going to enjoy the other games more. But I think there's still something to be had with this game because of the new story mode here. Um, the new story mode, the new story makes it worth playing to me. But if you're looking for more from the ultimate ninja storm series yeah the first four maybe five or six maybe the better ones that that you could play but i say if you're an Arthur fan buy it all collect it all add them on it's just great the performances that these guys do are great too so if you're new to the series you may enjoy this you just i just say buy the first buy the first four um and enjoy those first before you can really enjoy this in here too as far as actor performances molly amanda yuri all those guys you know you loved them before you're gonna love them again they all did a great really great job here um working on this and um like seriously like they they i thought they did really good job uh amanda's role as baruto and her connection with nanashi in here was great um her learning about the father and all stuff all the roles was here tom give us everybody um you you expect only the best only the best from these guys in here so the story was great. The performances was awesome. The uh, ADR I thought was really good uh, in here. So I didn't mind this. And as far as the history mode, I thought the history mode was okay. It wasn't anything to, you know, to really be excited about. It was, you know, basically everything. They redid a lot of lines for the story, for the history mode as well. But that it's probably the least favorite of the things that I like here. Um, I, yeah. Could they have done a little bit more with that? Yeah. But it is what it is. I probably, if I played this, when I play this game, I probably won't be playing the history mode because it's like, I've already played all those in the other games and I can get better. You know, I could play those, those boss battles on the original games, but also get a lot more of experience of the original games as well. I will be playing this game solely for the story mode and probably the encyclopedia and all that stuff right there. So overall, let's look at the grading what I had for this and uh, we'll give my grade for it. So I... I'm not going to give this a plus by any stretch. Um, I don't even think this is not getting any a by any stretch because again, this was a great fun game, but it wasn't the best. Um, I will side with the crybabies for that. In terms of originality, I gave it a 50% because yes, it's more the same, but it doesn't give you any more nuance to it. At least to the credit of, you know, Mortal Kombat and, and Street Fighter, it's more of the same, but they at least add on a different bell and whistle to it that really made it a lot of fun to that um visual presentation and performance gave it 100 sound of music gave it 100 gameplay gave it 100 fun factor 80 percent because again when you compare it to the other games excuse me when you compare it to the other games it is fun it's great but it doesn't live up in comparison replay value same thing if you compare if you choose the other games you're probably going to play the other games because there's a lot more you could do in those games standalone very fun 
Actor performances, of course, I gave 100. The story I thought was really compelling uh, right to the very end. And I gave that a 100, which gives it a score of 355. And that gives it a score of 88.8. And that gives it a grade of a B plus. So it is a very solid game. It's a very stable performing fast loading game on a switch. You can enjoy this. If you play Mortal Kombat 100 on a switch and you're upset about this, get this game. You'll feel a lot better in terms of storytelling, in terms of presentation, everything. It's just better. Um, and from day one, it's a much more fun game. Um, it, it actually is on the switch is a very much, is a much it, a hell of a lot more fun game to play on the switch. Um, in this one. So go anyway, check it out. If you're a true Naruto fan, you're going to check this out. And, uh, if not, you probably wasn't going to get it in the first place, but this game, I enjoyed it very much. Add it to your collection of ultimate Ninja storm games that are already there as much in the ultimate Ninja storm series that is out now. You could get it for a reasonably cheap price on the eShop as well and other games as well. So get the whole thing. It's one of the best anime licensed games out on video games right now. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I don't think I'm gonna have a show this Sunday. I'm gonna take a break this Sunday, but in its place will be another, uh, you know, throwback episode of an interview probably I've done with, um, it could be, I don't think Amanda, my first time with Amanda and Molly was ever on it because I had those two and I was the first one ever had those two interviewed. And it could be also TC Carson that I upload as well. Um, I think I did Bob Camp already. So I think I might do one of those two, but I'll do a throwback episode this Sunday. And because honestly, I am under the weather and I'm still recovering from this as you've been hearing throughout the entire episode. So I, I need to get through and take a break, but I actually will also probably be on Boris's show, maybe Monday or something like that too. So you could catch me on the It's Canon podcast or Rampage Ramble, one of the two. One of the, no, it's not because Rampage is going to be on Saturday um, this um, this week. So that's not happening. So it's probably going to be the Canon podcast and we'll talk about other things going on in the world of our favorite fandoms there too. So stay tuned for that. But if you like this episode in every episode of Select Start or the Talk Time Live Prime show, you can find all of this easily on the official website for Talk Time Live, and that is TalkTimeLive.com. That is where you hear all of our audio episodes like this one and our video exclusives like the one with Amanda C. Miller. All there, easy for you to find. Um, we got a lot of great people this year and a lot of coverage this year uh, from New York Comic Con. We got a lot of media content as well. All are going to be there for you to find easily. So go out of your way, check it out on TalkTimeLive.com, but also... If you like to subscribe and download um, all of our shows and you want to support that show using some of the platforms that we have, we're everywhere where podcasts are played. That's including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, all of those. We're there. Audible. We're everywhere podcasts are played. And uh, please keep us going and keep us growing as always and supporting us. So guys, thank you so much. I am going to keep trying to remedy this code right now but i hope you guys have a great i hope you guys had a great thanksgiving and i hope you also have a safe black friday and holiday season so let's continue it from there the game awards is coming up soon batman arkham trilogy is coming up so we'll be talking about all that coming up in the following um time and there's a lot of fun to be had in the world of gaming so we'll take care from there so that'll do it for me folks on behalf of myself 
This is Dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and you guys have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.